in a Japanese high school. Sugihara has had to defend himself against all kind of bullies because he's a Japanese, he's in Japan and he's like a Korean student. So that tells that. But nothing could have prepared him for the heartache he feels when he falls hopelessly in love with a Japanese girl named Sakurai. So immersed in their shared love for classical music, foreign movies, the two gradually clo- grow closer and closer. But one night after being hit by a personal tragedy, Sugihara reveals to Sakurai that he is not Japanese as his name might indicate. So Japanese girl and a Korean student and this does not go well. Could be like Hindu Muslim maybe, almost. So this, she's torn between a chance at self-discovery that he's ready to seize and prejudice of others that he can't control. But Sugihara must decide who he wants to be and where he wants to go next. Will Sakurai be able to confront her own bias and accompany him on his journey? After I said that Hindu-Muslim thing, I can't get it out of my mind. But it's different for Japan and Korea, I guess. You'll read more about it. So this novel has the rhythm of a Japanese TV drama. It's fast-paced, ridiculously deep, emotional. There are violent reactions to conflict. There's a high school setting. And also, a great attention has been paid to hierarchical obligation. You get to know more about Japan, Korea, the war, and sort of those details, but in a humorous way. There is a little Yakuza, a little bit of Pachinko, social commentary, and a great sense of place. If you are familiar with Tokyo, then you'll get to more, you know, you feel like you'll be in Tokyo. It is a love story, but not the kind of love story that the blurb has promised. There is so much to it. It's not not just a high school love or between Sugihara and Sakurai, no, it's more than that. It tackles ethnicity, discrimination, racism in Japan society through the eyes of Sugihara and uh, who is like a person of Korean descent but born and raised in Japan. The writing is very compelling. The prose is a different kind of beauty and it does have a little bit of Murakami tone. Just like a little bit, very little because it's based in Japan. So yeah. And it has, it is like a little bit humorous and deep. Just a pinch of Murakami. It was fine. It was very charming and gripping. I don't know how I got this book. I keep buying books on Kindle whenever there is a sale. And I pick them up randomly and then I start reading them. So this happens to be one of those books that I picked up. And yeah. So... If you like it, then we can talk more about it. And I do want to read books from different countries. They just tell you so much more about it. Right? I have... Yeah, I loved Pachinko. If you don't go for this, go for that. And there's going to be a movie made in it. 
by uh, starring Lee Minho. Wow, I'm already excited. And let's hear today's lit recommendation from one of our listeners. And I'll say bye to you here. Bye. Your intent will be reflected in your authenticity. You will be a thousand times more successful if you wake up eager to share and create something because you believe the world will enjoy it rather than because you have calculated that this is what you need to become an Instagram celebrity. Authenticity is a welcome relief to consumers who live in a society where they constantly feel that they are being taken advantage of or hearing only parts of the whole story. Don't try to fake it. Eventually, you will be shown for who you are. Instead, figure out how to use the modern platforms, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and all the others. So, this was an excerpt from Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. And I guess you would have been able to identify me if you were the listener of podcast season one. Well, I'm Sanidhya Baveja and I'm the business partner of Kushbu in this particular podcast. Not not a business partner, but something like that. So that was all for today's episode and she will see you in the next episode. So bye. Bye.